This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris well, 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 praise God, we're back. Here it is Sunday. Not many people say praise God anymore. You don't even really hear that said, do you? It's almost like taboo to say praise God in America. Who would have thunk? In God we trust. Maybe not. Maybe not anymore. I'm not so sure. I wanted to talk a little bit about religion, being that it's the uh, holy day, if you will, the Sabbath in some circles. We don't do that anymore either. Some people predicted this. They said, you know, once you begin ignoring the Sabbath, it'll lead you down a, a path to, to other bad things. You know, even just from a practical perspective, wouldn't it be better for the environment if everything shut down on Sundays? All these people that um, they want to have uh, climate lockdowns. Well, I have an idea. Why don't we just observe the Sabbath like we we're intended to? And Every one day in seven, you would pretty much have exactly that. It might be good for everybody. It might bring people better, uh, together a little differently. I don't uh, come to preach or to judge so you can relax a little bit. I just wanted to share some of my ideas on religion and what I see going on in terms of the impact of the changes, really. I'm still trying to figure it all out myself. I call myself a Protestant. I was born and raised Catholic. I've had my own spiritual journey. I've read quite a bit on on about religion, not so not even just from a religious perspective, but trying to understand them. You know, what is it that, that this religion thing? It's goofy, right? And then you throw in the mix, uh, you know, a little uh, priest. Uh, what do you say? Inappropriate conduct, and everybody says, "Well, why are we doing this? Wars in the name of religion? Why are we doing this?" People forget. People people don't understand. People get confused. I want to talk about that a little bit. That confusion that I see going on. Mass confusion, really, right? Wouldn't you agree? I'm going to tell you what happened with the weather here over the weekend. It just really points to how confused people are. I don't know. Why do I need to stay in order? I actually have some organized uh, notes here today. But who's to say? Can I just move this around in the note? Look at that. Just grab it and and slide it up. I had this little observation. What am I talking about? People being confused, dazed and confused, have lost touch with everything, really, I believe. And I do believe there's absolutely a spiritual side to that, whatever that means. But let me give you one little example. Thursday, Friday, last week, I watch the weather very carefully, all right? I pay attention to the uh, all of it, really, the, the wind, the lightning, the temperatures. And there's reasons why I do all that, but it's really not important just to say that I have a, usually a pretty good handle on what's going on with the weather. And it's not to say that I don't get caught off guard occasionally. I did, as a matter of fact, when the tornado came through, oddly enough. But normally I'm keeping a pretty tight watch on what's going on with the weather. And uh, what would you say about weather predictions? Not very accurate. Would you say that? I believe most people would. That the weatherman can be right very infrequently. But the fact of the matter is 
that through our own National Weather Service, if you look at the point data for your area, it's highly accurate. I kid you not. At least within a, you know, the 24 hours, you got to check back. I mean, uh, to project out the weather 10 days is difficult. They'll look at atmospheric patterns and whatnot and develop their computer models. But you, you can't tell. And if, if you know anything about how the, the weather is impacted, it's like the, um, it's like the, the path of a, of a river. <clears throat> it's always changing because there's so many different variables that affect it. Most people have no idea what I'm talking about when I say that either. It's hard to predict the weather. But 24 hours out, they can get a pretty doggone good idea. They know where it's coming from based on the wind direction and speed when it's going to arrive. Seriously. Amazing, right? There's patterns to it that they've been watching for a long time. And people have developed senses about these things. I remember when I was little, I used to say I could smell the weather. I could smell when it was going to snow. I really could. I kid you not. I'd walk outside. I'd take a smell. I'd say it's going to snow. I could smell it coming. I don't know. The moisture, The uh, I don't know what it was. It was some sense that I had. I'm not the only one. Farmers, hunters, anybody who spent a lot of time outside tends to develop a sense of what's going on with the weather. It's not that hard. Well, that apparently doesn't exist anymore. Not to mention that people feel that the weather is all, all messed up. And, and let me tell you why the, the weather forecasts are all messed up. But this is exactly what happened in this time around. People are running around, is it, it going to snow? Is it going to snow? Uh, you know, bread and eggs sold out and, you know, people were freaking out, baking cakes, updating their wills. Not quite, but there was a little bit of a fever when people were asking me because they know I was hey, 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 Chris, uh, I hear it's going to snow. No, it's not going to snow. Where are you getting that from? It was 40 plus degrees and we got some rain. I kid you not. I, and I, I'm like, where, where, where is this? Couldn't be more wrong. Couldn't be more wrong. Why? And then and people are blue. hey. And I'm thinking, just go stand outside for a minute. Does it seem like it's going to snow? I mean, barring some cataclysmic change where the, where the weather snaps. I and mean, then it happens, by the way. It does happen. But I usually like that. Go stand outside and tell me, does it feel like it's going to snow to you? If it's been 85 degrees for the past week and it suddenly drops down to 32, are we going to see snow? You may see snowflakes falling, but are you going to see it stick to anything? People have lost this base. I'm just walking. I'm like, oh, my God. So that, that's the first thing. I think, how out of touch have we become? Hey, is it going to—I I, I was like, what are you, nuts? We're, didn't anybody tell you about the climate change going on? We're now living in L.A. L.A. is getting all the snow. We're getting L.A. Well, it's great. We got the better end of the deal. I kid you not. I was thinking about where I'm going to move to retire. I don't have to go anywhere. I'm right here in L.A. practically. I don't know. I don't know what people, I don't know, while well, they're sitting around with their face in a, in a screen, stuffing their face with, with processed uh, foods. That's what's happening. Scroll, scroll. Scroll, scroll. Is it going to snow? Scroll, scroll. 
This is what's going on. This is the country we become. Forget about Protestant or Catholic. It doesn't matter. The new religion is scrolling. What's the weather going to be? Whatever the screen says, whatever whatever the Oz says, that's what it's going to be. Unreal to me, really. So So you have people completely out of touch with this simple, basic human function. I don't know. What are we going to do? Existential threat. Ah! Just go stand outside. It's beautiful out. It's uh, 10, quarter to 11 here on Sunday morning. 10.45 to those of you keeping track. Time changed. Who asked for that again? I didn't even know it was happening, by the way. Anyway, I'm going to go out for a hike later today. Put a couple miles behind me. It's beautiful out. Is it going to snow? <laughs> Could practically have worn shorts yesterday. Not really. It was a little chilly, I'll be honest. I just, uh, I don't know. People, it cracks me up, really. It really does. People are funny. Not funny, haha. But here's the other part of this. I look at the ability... For, of disinformation, and, and I don't think that there's some big campaign, by the way, to spread weather disinformation. Let me tell you exactly what happens. The, the news, like every other business, is looking for efficiencies. And so why reinvent the wheel, right? If Bucks County is going to get snow, eh, it's likely Montgomery County will too. Let's just keep it easy, right? Predict a little snow, get a little... People a little riled up. They'll be happy when the weather is better than not, but you don't want them to be caught by surprise. So they just always over-predict, over-predict. But here's the the problem that you see. Remember I said the uh, National Weather Service point data for your location? Have you ever heard of Leeward and Windward? Do these names mean anything to anybody? In other words, the, the, the weather could be completely different on one side of the mountain from the other. I don't know. The people really, really? Yeah, no kidding. I kid you not. Like You could literally be on one side of the hill. You'd be on the... Now, see, for us, our windward faces south. Kind of strange in that regard, depending on the time of year and what's happening. If we're getting like a nor'easter coming through, we get blasted with that. And we've got this big exposure. The good news is it melts quickly when the sun comes back out. Now, if you've got southern exposure that's leeward, oh, you're in a good spot. You're down in a little hollow there, just basking in the sun. That's a good place to be. Here in Pennsylvania, the wind usually comes up. The the easterly winds are usually coming up from the south. So, you know, you do get differences in that, but that's usually how it works for us. Anyway, you could go across town and have weather that's quite a bit different than where you're at. Nobody knows this because they're just living in their little bubble, looking at their little screens, stuffing their face with ho-hos, wondering why they feel miserable and everything's so scary. (laughs) It's snowing. It must be climate change. Yeah, it's called winter. We just call it winter. <laughs> That's all. All this salt. I see salt going down everywhere. I feel like I'm living on a on a hamburger. I feel like I'm living on a on a, a cob of corn. Just salt everywhere. What about the environmental impact of that? It's killing our our creeks, our creeks and streams here in Pennsylvania. All this salt. 
I kid you not. Friday, I'm driving by the, the, the United States Post Office. Salt everywhere. I'm like, not only was there salt everywhere that was completely unnecessary, it was so ridiculously oversalted. And I think to myself, what is driving this? Liability, lunacy, too much money to blow, all the above. I don't know. It's nuts, really. But here's what happens with the weather. I said the point data. So here we're on, I, I, we live in what's called the Delaware Valley. I don't know, you know, I'm sure there's these different regions uh, around the country. And the Delaware Valley is largely the five-county area around Philadelphia. The Delaware River, the Delaware Valley. And so you'll see, you typically see weather <clears throat> patterns that come through the, the, the Delaware River. Up the, you know, up the Delaware River Valley. The way the wind patterns work. But that doesn't mean that the weather on this side of the Delaware Valley is going to be the same as on the other side of the Delaware Valley. As a matter of fact, it can be completely different. And then you go a little further up the Delaware Valley, and it usually gets quite a bit more severe out there. You go an hour north of us, and the weather conditions are usually very much different than they are here. So they're calling, and so they say, uh, you know, the Delaware Valley may see, uh, you know, 10 to 500 inches of snow. It's going to make Buffalo look like a cakewalk. And meanwhile, down here, like, well, not down here, we're not. It's like like one little teeny weeny corner of the Delaware Valley got hit with some snow. And they're like, ah, Delaware Valley, snow, snow, call it. And everybody goes nuts. I'm like, it's 80 degrees out. Go look outside. Nobody does it. So, what am I trying to say with all this? I think it's a real symbol of how easily we're fooled because we're out of touch with with uh, what we should naturally be connected to. Does that make sense? Now, you don't have to agree with me. Maybe you're one of these people that walks around with a very delicate pale, almost translucent skin with, with big dark circles under your eyes. And maybe there's a reason for it. Maybe you can't go outside because you've got a, a severe respiratory illness. And if that's the case, uh, I feel sorry for you. I really do. But if you do it by choice, I really feel sorry for you because you're, you're really giving up, quite frankly, on what I view as one of the best parts of life is being outside. Being outside in the sun, I can't tell you. My whole life, I've, I've liked it. Take my shirt off. Just, you know, I'm a little older now. I don't go running around downtown with my shirt off. Maybe this year I will. Maybe if I can get a little ab def, I'll just go walk, down, <laughs> walk downtown, show off my pecs and delts. <laughs> Who the hell wants to look at that? I don't know why I got sidetracked on that. I'm making a serious point. Think about it. Something as simple as the weather. And and so you think if people are that easily duped on a, on a stinking non-existent snowstorm, I wonder how many of the weather people are sitting there laughing like, I wonder how many people are going to be down there in Montgomery County buying bread, milk, and eggs. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. All of them. That's what I'm going to guess. And so when little Greta Thornburg goes and throws herself down in front of a scale model of a nuclear power plant and has uh, 
fake cops come carry. Did you notice they're always carrying her away the same way? She always gets carried out the same way. Have you noticed this? <laughs> cops around the world carry protesters out the same way. No handcuffs. Just you know, arms under her, and she's pouting. You know, she's like she's thirty five year old little troll, but she looks like she's nine. The spawn of Satan, little evil right there, all a big lie. And so when when little lying, lying Greta comes out and says, that, you're destroying the planet. We've only got 14 years. We've got to act now. I'm sorry, that's my best Greta, Greta impersonation. And people, people, and it's going to snow. <laughs> Look, she's right. Oh, God. You wonder how it happens. Well, there you have it. I just explained it to you. Ah, I had to take a little break for a sip of coffee. It's still Sunday morning. I'm enjoying myself today. Actually enjoying the podcast. It feels good. I need to enjoy the podcast. It's it's what drives me. I've said all along, if I'm not if I'm not enjoying it, I'm not going to do it. And I'll tell you, it's hard for me right now. You know, and it's been hard before. And I didn't prepare myself for this, but. You know, you look at what's going on. Just take this uh, January 6th, uh, these people, these political prisoners. I've been saying it all along. I said these people were American heroes, maybe not the brightest uh, American heroes, but they're American heroes being held political prisoner. And now you've seen the proof. Where's the outcry? Elon Musk and Donald Trump, that's about it. Where's Jeff Bezos? Where's... Uh, uh, Kluckerberg. Where's the rest of these filthy pigs that they have that, that they don't have any uh, with all their resources and everything that they'll chime in on? You think they'd stand up for a great American patriot and say simply, "This is wrong. Let these people go free." This politicalization of prisons. I don't know. When 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 does anybody stand up and do the right thing? And maybe that's really what brings me up to this. What I really wanted to talk about today. Protestant majority, most of our our history in this country. Now it's only 40%. And I don't know that many people can fully understand the implications of this. Unless you've been both Catholic and Protestant, I can't imagine you can fully appreciate this. I'd love to hear from somebody who was Protestant and converted to Catholicism. That would be, and usually it doesn't go that way. I was raised Catholic, became Protestant. And if you understand the Protestant Reformation as my own Reformation. But now, uh, and I believe it's probably less, that's actually an old statistic that 40% saying that they're Protestant, I believe it's probably less, if people even know what it is. 34% of Americans have changed their religion. And this I found fascinating. Every week, one in five Americans tunes into a religious TV program. So here you go, right, with the, the, the uh, Oz, the Wizard of Oz, this little uh, apple, right? Have you ever heard the uh, <clears throat> theories on the uh, apple's icon with the bite out of it and the, and the fall, the, the biblical tie with that? The deception that's going on through the use of that device. Things as simple as the weather, but far more reaching conf- to the point that people are confused about their own genders and you don't see the spiritual tie between the bite out of that apple and what's happening? I do. 
And so people, and where are they going for their religion? Right back to the same screen. You know, it's it's like uh, going to a prostitute uh, for love. You're going to be disappointed. You know what I'm saying? It's all an illusion. And it can be really very destructive, incredibly destructive. And, and that's why it's so important to discover the truth and understand the truth. You go stand outside, <clears throat> you look into the weather, and you see that there's patterns to this thing. I tell this story. It's fascinating to me. You know that uh, back a couple of years ago, two years ago now, yeah, two years ago now, coming up this spring, I went on a 14-mile hike with my son. We mar- uh, marched from the Cross County Trail all the way down to Washington's headquarters in Valley Forge National Park. It was incredible. We came up uh, through this uh, trail in the woods up behind the cemetery, and you could you could feel it. You you could feel the energy there from those souls. You really could. There's absolutely something spiritual about those that place. Good Protestant men, peaceful men that didn't want to fight, but felt that they had to do something because standing by and doing nothing was not an option. And you know, I found a few differences. Uh, in Protestants and Catholics, and please, I'm not preaching, and I'm not trying to draw ill will. Uh, my wife is Catholic. I was raised Catholic. Um, <clears throat> I'm not trying to say, oh, this one's good, this one's not, or this one's good or bad or any of that. But I know that there's differences, and one of the big differences that the Protestants believe that salvation comes from grace, period. Not ritualistic, not legalistic, simply from the grace of God. God allows you to come into presence with him, should you choose. Amazing, really. And that you can change your perspective based on that and understanding the Word of God. People read the Bible, and, and it's it's confusing. I've read it cover to cover uh, at least once. I feel like I've done it twice, but what difference does it make? I wrote and created this great Bible study on the story of the Bible. I laid it out chronologically, and I connected the, the uh, different stories that don't appear to be connected. But if you take the time to connect the dots and you look back and you go, holy crap, there's something to this. It's, it's a story. It's a story of people becoming human in the most human way, in the way that we were meant to be, it's good. And just stick with that a second, right? I don't know that the act of religion and worship is perfect. I can't tell you that it is. You know for yourself that there's been bad things that have gone on, including in the Bible, right? The priests robbed the tabernacle or whatever was going on, right? These stories aren't new. This is human nature. But understanding the truth of the word of God and what it says and what it means to you, you've got to discover it on your own. You've got to make the effort to go see that and say, wow, I understand now that this is the way we were meant to be. And everything good comes from that. It's there. And everything bad comes from somewhere else. And it's deceptive, right? I've always said this. I think it's very confusing 
when 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 the the story of the fall is in this to illustrate the sin of man left to your our own accord we'll usually pick wrong it's because of our own selfish desire to survive which is good but we need to understand that there's more depth to it and once you have that understanding, there's an awareness that comes with it, a peace of mind, if you will. But this isn't the way people are thinking anymore. They're not thinking, uh, you know, ritualistic, legalistic, Catholic-style worship, where, I, you know, I, I follow the rituals and I, and I be a good—and like I said, I'm not judging this. For some people, it's, it's a great way to worship. Or whether it's the Protestants that feel that um, being obedient to the way of life that God meant us to have, that it's a gift, not a punishment, and understanding that grace, even when it might be a little uncomfortable, you don't understand. It creates a different perspective. Well, that's changing now, Catholic and Protestant. People simply aren't nearly as religious the institution of church, uh, the end of Christendom around the world, really, that the numbers have reduced. How has that affected values and the way we conduct ourselves, what we will and won't accept, like our good brethren being held falsely for political reasons here in America? And most importantly, how easily are people deceived? Right? We share this Bible story, I started to say. And we talk about the, the sinful nature of human beings that left to our own, that we'd probably just return to an animalistic nature maybe. I don't know what you'd say to that, how you would describe that. But the story is told that God told Adam and Eve and they didn't listen, that they were not obedient. And this is true, but there's another part of the story that they were deceived. They allowed themselves to be deceived. They turned away from what they knew to be right, and they listened to this snake. Surely you won't die. Your eyes will be open, just like God. Oh, indeed. I, and you could go on a lot of different theories about what that meant. But my point today is that deception and how it's affecting people. Because people are just ignoring. You want to talk about God today? Good luck. Try it. How do you do that today? Hey, uh, I would like to sit down and, and speak to you about your salvation and your children's soul. People would be like, get away from me, lunatic. Hey, you know, repent. The kingdom is near. Oh, my God. Could you imagine saying that to somebody today? They'd probably call the police. Hey, this uh, white nationalist wingnut down here, he's going nuts, talking about the salvation from God. Somebody would be like, uh, what app is that? How do I download that app? Let me put it to you another way. Forget about the, the religious mumbo jumbo. What difference does it really make? Let's just keep it in simple, practical terms. I've, I've said it before on the podcast. Would good people do that? 
would good people run up endless debts to, to leave to future generations, virtually enslaving them under a burden of massive debts and, and a, a system that's doomed to collapse under its own weight, already well known? How could you in good conscience leave that like that? That's one thing. Do good people suggest that any time that there's an um, untimely pregnancy that the simple solution is just to kill the baby? Just kill it? Like Mother Teresa said, when, when we reach a point that the mother no longer sanctifies the life of her own baby, what, what comes of that? You're seeing it. The gender confusion. That the, and you're hearing these stories now, children being, you know, pushed into it. Many, actually. Disturbing. I know what's going on. This, this gross mental health, mental health crisis. Crazy, really. I would say to you, repent, open your Bible, pray, read the Word of God, and begin to pray. It's hard for me to sit here and say, oh, go to church, because we don't go to church regularly. I'm not proud of that. There's a lot of reasons why. Maybe we'll talk about that another term, another time. But uh, it, it was, it's important for the good of the country. I do believe that. For you, your family, your, our community, and our country, that we return back to that foundation. Because and there's no way around that, in my opinion. And when you, when you look at the evil going on, just senseless, barbaric killing, crazy what we've become. Not a good, would you say, would you say a good godly nation? How could you possibly say that? I don't know. Well, I want to talk about a few other things here. So we're not in a big rush to get going. I'm not going to yammer on all day. It was raining here, like I said. Uh, I did get my workouts. And now that the weather's nice here, Sunday afternoon, I'm going to get out do a couple of miles, I think, get some fresh air, get some movement. But uh, in the meantime, Friday and Saturday with the rain here, I was doing, focusing on resistance training. So uh, you've heard me talking about how since the beginning of this year, as normal, I go back to the cycle of getting back in shape. And um, I don't know, it it hasn't been a straight line. I haven't, this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday, uh, and I think it was from the lifting, and I want to, I want to talk about that lifting, but um, I just got really hungry, and I got a little sloppy with eating, a little ice cream, and a handful of jelly beans. He's just not the food of champions. You see what I'm saying? I pay a price for that, but uh, trying to increase my protein, I've had to increase my calories. So, you know, I, I've always enjoyed uh, weight training my whole life, really. Uh, I didn't know how to do it when I was younger. I, when I joined the Marine Corps, was fortunate to lift and train with some guys that taught me a lot. And um, anyway, I've always enjoyed pushing myself in that way. I'm very tall, so lanky by nature, and adding a little muscle was something that I always just enjoyed and felt comfortable doing. Over the past couple of years, I kind of gotten away from it out of a desire one to get my weight down. And uh, I mean, I can pretty pretty easily, uh, you know, move myself to about 280. And but I can't, you know, as I get older, 280 is a lot to carry. I would want to be more like 240. 
What I found in the process of doing that, and this year no different, is I've really given up a lot of muscle mass. I put on a T-shirt that I hadn't worn in a while. I thought, wow, my arms used to fill these cuffs up completely, and now they're not. Uh, Now, I'm 52. I'm not competing for the Olympia here, so we can keep everything in good stride. But anyway, the fact of the matter with all that, this year... I do want to put on a little muscle mass, at least in a few key areas. And so uh, I'm not trying to get my weight down as low as I was. I'm not really even too worried about it right now, to be honest with you. Just not so much focused on, my, on, the, on the scale, but uh, on my performance, which is really improving. Anyway, I can't go hurling around weights like I could when I was younger. Uh, I moved, you know, mostly to dumbbells, but even that, um, you know, my shoulder, my elbow, my wrist, my hips, my back, you know, it's all gotten beat up over the years, and I don't want to get hurt. So I moved to uh, almost completely resistance bands, you know, exercise bands, and and a high-intensity approach to doing that. I'm not going to go into the details right now, but uh, I will. I'll talk more about it. I ordered some new push-up stands, by the way. I'm going to talk more about that. I had uh, great luck with the ones that I got last year. Uh, but they were plastic, and I stopped using them because I was afraid that uh, I was gonna. They were gonna break. I was gonna smash my face into the driveway or something like. You know, break a tooth. That's the last thing I need. So uh, I ordered some new ones, some metal ones, and they're 14 inches high, which is pretty doggone high by design. You say, well, that's kind of cheating. Push up. Yes, indeed. I'll talk more about the approach on that. Um, I'm probably going to get some new lower ones as I get in shape, some metal lower ones. But anyway, I'll tell you what all I'm doing with that in, in terms of the details. But uh, the resistance bands, I have to tell you, it's just been been really phenomenal. Very pleased with uh, what I've been able to do with it. And uh, I feel great. So that was my approach while it was raining. I don't stop. I really don't. And part of the reason why, as I say, you got to be prepared physically. I saw this story, a a female podcaster shot and killed by a um, uh, stalker, Raman Kadakamariziela, the crazy name here. Uh, There was some indication in the news that there was a little something going on, uh, maybe some kind of little love triangle or something like that. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, I don't. I've never really found romance on the podcast. You know, um, we have our female, uh, you know, uh, fans and so forth. But I, I've never even had anybody <laughs> try to hit on me. I don't know. I don't know how that happens. Maybe there was something else. Maybe she just happened to be a podcaster, and this was all about something else, right? Who knows, really? But uh, bottom line is, we live in a dangerous world, and it's something that I think about terms of, um, you know, people approaching uh, our property, my family, and we've got a lot of security as a result. Yeah, I wonder, you know, the husband, I guess, was shot. The woman, the podcaster was shot, I believe, both killed. And uh, I kind of wonder how that happens. The guy broke into the house. I had this conversation with my chiropractor. You know, we were talking about, you know, guns in the house. 
Um, good luck getting getting into this house without us being aware of it. You'd have a really hard time doing that. So I don't know. That would be my message in that. Make sure that you've got adequate security that somebody can't get in the house without uh, without you being aware of it. Uh, I thought this was interesting from CNBC, an 85-year Harvard study on the happiness, on happiness, found that the number one thing that people need to do in retirement is is have meaning in their life. What is that meaning? What is that purpose? Interesting when you think about it. People retire, they die. They become miserable. They just have nothing that, that interests them. It's, they don't have any responsibility. They become deeply depressed, mind-altering depressed many times. Uh, I saw another article I wanted to share this. A guy was giving a great talk about uh, making money, getting becoming rich. And he said, you know what the biggest thing? you got to write it down. you got to track it. Interestingly, one of my goals this year was to tighten our finances. Just um, past three years, I think I mentioned to you, we've kind of been in move mode and just a lot of spending. And uh, I'm looking at my bank account balance at the end of the year, and I'm thinking, this is this is not where I want to be. That's exactly what I did. I updated my budget, and I track every penny. Actually, I don't. I round, I round to the nearest dollar. Actually, I always just round up is what I do for budget purposes. But that's neither here nor there. <clears throat> I track every expense, and I'm tracking to make sure that I'm not overspending. And lo and behold, as you get to the end of the month, I say, well, can't do everything that I wanted to do. It's what we call discipline. Discipline, what does it mean? Writing down your goal, working on it every day, and keeping track. That's what discipline means. And so whether it's improving your financial situation or your health, or your family environment, or the quality of your home, right? What's the, you want to say, oh, this place is a dump. I want to improve it. All right. I don't have any money. Okay. What can you do? What could you get started on? Improvise, adapt, and overcome. Look at it a different way. And you're going to fall. Always going to fall. Always going to have setbacks. Just keep falling up. That's the key. Keep falling forward. Did you see this story about this... Uh, Bank default, this um, Silicon Valley bank, kind of a, a kooky, crazy story in many different ways. They're blaming it on interest rates, saying that the Fed rates now are much higher than what this bank was paying out. I don't quite get how that created the liquidity crisis exactly. I'm thinking it's more along the lines of uh, bank defaults or something like that. Something happened. We may never know. Uh, but people are trying to get their money out. They can't get their money out. And apparently it's like a lot of high net worth people that have money in this this Silicon Valley bank. And so there was a bit of a run on the bank. Now, there's a lot, too. There's a couple interesting things. Uh, Megan and Harry, they say, had a lot of money in this bank. They could be in trouble over this. Interesting. I wonder if they were part of the bank. You know, this, I could go on and on about that. People don't understand how, how a bank like this comes to be. Well, some people with money get together, they put that money in, and they can go through the process, and they too can be become part of the uh, whole money laundering scheme that we call the Federal Reserve System. And uh, who knows what this bank was into? Who knows what assets they were that, that, that weren't paying anymore? But 
besides the fact that uh, a lot of high net worth people, it sounds like you're going to take a hit. Who cares, right? Megan and Harry, they're going to be they're going to be driving around in a Prius, going to ta- doing Taco Bell commercials soon. That's where that's going. They're going to be living like the rest of us. Hey, what do you want? You want to go out to dinner? How about some Taco Bell? Yeah, they're going to get a whole new dose of of reality, right? And and people would be happy to see it happen. Right? The the fall from grace. People people love to see that. But who cares really? Other than that, a bunch of rich people are going to lose a couple billion. Ah, big deal. Who cares? I'm sure that the tax benefits will outweigh the actual losses for them anyway, in most cases. But the big question is, is this just the beginning? Is this going to be the uh, the Enron? Is this going to trigger some type of recession? Uh, people are saying that it's already here. This is just an indication that it is. I would tend to agree with the latter on that. Fascinating story. Uh, California teacher, I don't know, San Francisco, L.A., I think. Teacher of the year, arrested, charged with child sex abuse on a minor boy. You don't think that's damaging? Do good, decent people do that? North Carolina paramedic accused of sexually assaulting a 17-year-old girl uh, in an ambulance, released 37 minutes after being arrested. Apparently a rape kit was done. I thought maybe it was a a case of uh, false allegations. And... um, this is really interesting to me. I have to believe there's a lot more to this story than we're being told. 17-year-old girl in an ambulance. My question, where were the, what am I going to say? Parents, yes. Now, uh, I don't know that you can blame the parents or anybody else besides this filthy pig that did this. But um, you have to ask. What was the 17-year-old doing without supervision? The parents didn't know. Now, I was in the Marine Corps when I was 17, so I can tell you all about it. I was a little hoodlum myself. But it's a really amazing that our society has devolved to the point that uh, children without parents seem to just get raped at every turn. We're truly disturbing beyond disgusting in many, many ways. How... Uh, how damaging is all this going to be, generation after generation? Meanwhile, in New York, New York City, officers are stepping down at a record-breaking pace. Really? Why would that be? I can't imagine. Why in the hell would anybody want to be a cop today? Why in God's name would you put yourself uh, in that position? Here's a story. A white kid in Idaho, I think it was, 25, shot by police, wouldn't get out of the car. It's a crazy story. Uh, listen, I, I don't. You know, the, the time to argue the laws and the police system isn't at the time that you get pulled over. I really don't understand why people think that they're gonna, they're gonna. You know, the, I think the guy was like, if you try taking me out of this car, there's gonna be a real problem or something. Oh, really? Why don't you just uh, tell the cops that, that, that they're gonna they need to take you out? New York Post has an article here uh, talking about Biden cutting military spending despite the budget increasing. The argument by the New York Post is, wow, once you factor in the salary increases, there's actually less spending for bullets and the equipment. You would have you believe. Uh, well, listen, uh, it, it, a couple percentage points swing in all that one way or the other. The bottom line is the budget is increasing. 
whether it's going to salaries or, or equipment or bullets, the budget is increasing. We're spending more. And even if you want to say, well, there's a net reduction in what, you know, uh, combat capability or what have you, we are spending so much money on our military. And to watch it unraveling around the world, you really have to ask, why are we continuing to spend this money? It's simply not effective, simply not working. Why would you continue to do that? doesn't make any sense. Like so many other government institutions that we see. If uh, the children uh, being uh, raped when their parents aren't around isn't enough, here's another school, Tampa, Florida, telling girls to leave the locker room if they're uncomfortable, meaning if a transgender boy comes into the girls' locker room, that there's nothing that they're going to do about it, that they have to let it go on, that the girls, if they have to, can just leave. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say to you at some point, um, some dad is going to be on the receiving end of something that he's not going to put up with and there's going to be a problem. But who knows how that will be viewed today. You know, not not only have people departed from what's good, the good, the good decent people allow their children, allow any children to be running around and, and being raped and violated and castrated. Do good decent people do that? Tell me where, tell me when that's ever been written in history. I remember when I was younger, fascinated by the uh, some of the stories in uh, the um, at with the Aztecs of mass murder and, and mass child graves. I think, how would this happen? I see what's going on today. It's like a mass mental health crisis. Is this a is this the poison from the apple that this string of mental illness? I don't know. Tell the girls to leave the locker room and the boy is going to stay there and do his thing. Really unreal to me. So I said a little bit about this uh, January 6th situation. And uh, I had a little email exchange with our buddy Dan. I wanted to share it with you. Dan said, if Trump gets the Republican nomination, he'll never win the presidency. The fraud that happened in the last election will be replayed. Everyone will see the obvious cheating and do nothing just like last time. If it takes 150 million ballots for Biden, then they will be invented. The Democrats are too corrupt to allow the light of day on their deeds. The Democrats would rather have a nuclear war before and allow an honest honest administration investigation of them. And I said, well, I believe that Trump has to be aware that the deck is stacked against him. The campaign is off to a very strange start as it is. Uh, and does he have a campaign to deal with it? That's the million-dollar question. Dan said, well, if Trump manages to, to top out the corruption this time, look for a repeat of the January 6th staged event. Uh, the Democrats use the old tricks because most of the time people fall for it. Or worse. We're worse than last time. And I wonder if people are going to put up with this. Remember what happened last time. It wasn't just January 6th. They were they were lighting forest fires across the West. They were um, um, burning cities, rioting everywhere, vicious riots. Remember the black on Asian crime, right? It was anti-Asian hate. No, it was black on Asian crime is what that was. 
the anti-Semitic attacks on Jews. No, that was blacks attacking Jews as well. And this is what was going on. Why? Yeah, nobody. You can't even talk about it. Nobody even talk about it because black lives matter. And we just pay them. Everything will go away. If we give them money, somehow this whole... If you, if you just take a... If you get down the ghetto, get down into Baltimore. Have you ever been in, into any of these places to see what I'm talking about? There was an article came out, I believe the guy's daughter in Philadelphia... Kids, juveniles, stomped her head. A 35-year-old woman uh, attacked her unprovoked, stomped her head. And uh, I can't remember if she died or not. I think she survived. The father's words, subhuman. That's how he described it. I would say the same. Okay? Subhuman. Vicious, um, um, What's the word I'm looking for? What would they say about the American? Savage. Savages. I, You know, I had to talk. I could go. I'm not going to go into it right now. Uh, unredeemable? That's not my decision to make. But savages. Young boys and girls with a taste for killing. What do you call that? Unprovoked. Unnecessary. They didn't rob her nothing. Just attacked her and beat her for fun. What do you call that? Ungodly, savage, unredeemable? You think that going down there and giving them money is going to be the solution? I promise you it's not. And yet another indication of the spiritual war, that people would even suggest that money would be this. Oh, if we could just lift them out of poverty, somehow everything will be different. I beg to differ. Just like solar panels are not going to change the weather. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. I sure hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day.